Hey guys, it's Dr. Shannon Edwards. This is Dr. Jess Sally. And this is You Mad Bro. What's up? We're back. We're back. Another edition this week. <laughs> I feel like even though it was a four-day work week, it was like a super long week. This was a, It seemed like the longest week ever. It did. And it was. A, it was a weird week. Like I feel like that's been the theme I've gotten from a lot of different people. Like it's a. Like it was just weird. I don't know. Not, some people can't put the can't put a finger on that. But well, Mercury isn't retrograde again until October, so it can't be that. Okay. What? <laughs> First thing, Mercury retrograde. Yeah, is that what you meant? Second you thing, full moon. Right. Third thing, something in the water. Exactly. <laughs> With our powers combined. So yeah, so I think everybody just kind of had a really weird week uh, after the holiday. First week back at school for us. Yeah. It went pretty well. I think it went well. Yeah. Re- I guess relatively. Everybody was like, all the kids were like super excited. Yeah. Wait, this was the first week, right? The first week for us. What day is it? What day is it? <laughs> oh my God. But yes, yeah, so started on Tuesday after Labor Day and then mm-hmm. we weren't the first school to go back, obviously. No. There were things already happening before that. Some kids in other districts had already gone back for the week before. Right. But everything at this point seems to be going okay. Everything's great. Knock on wood. Everything's fine. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> everything is fine nothing is burning <laughs> everything's fine so uh so yeah i mean we made it through week one of the the hybrid school year i know we talked about that a little bit yeah i don't want to talk about school anymore no we, we've we, kind of beat that to death yeah we've talked enough about school everybody's everybody's back in school now and everybody's like all right what do we do now where's where's <laughs> the wine <laughs> but uh but yeah yeah so we were thinking about what we could cover this week that we haven't really covered. And I think going along with everybody kind of adjusting, we were talking about how parents have like different roles at each house. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with school, but how we've kind of navigated having roles, different roles at the house for for our daughter and kind of how that has changed over time. And yeah. How it's super hard to co-parent with someone when you have different roles and you're also not getting along and you're fighting over everything. Right. Because <laughs> then there's no rules. <laughs> no rules. And the kids catch on pretty quick. I find that in like a lot of my reunification cases that... I'm sorry. What 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 kind of cases? Reunification. What's that mean? Sorry. Thank you. So it's whenever like one, of the, one or more of the children um, have been estranged from one of the parents or perhaps one parent or the other um, is kind of like holding the child or alienating them from the other parent. Oh, okay. And so then we bring them into therapy and try to get the parent who hasn't spent a lot of time with the child back with the child. Okay. Does that make sense? The very clinical definition. <laughs> Sorry. Basically, like one parent didn't act right and they like told the other parent a bunch of shit about the other parent. And then so then the kid doesn't like them. Ah, okay. For a long period of time. I got you. So then the kid and the parent who had the shit talked on them come into my office and we try to make it all better. Gotcha. All yeah. right. There's so the non-clinical now we, now, we make it, now we're making sense. Okay. Uh, so, all right. So, so in that setting, well, I think just like from what we've experienced, you know, we obviously there's like ground rules. This isn't just like Mad Max, the thunder, <laughs> Thunderdome at everybody's house. Just like no rules, no holds barred. Yeah. Um, so we have like our own set of rules that like you and I kind of set up 
I guess relatively early. I mean, you know, when we split, you know, our daughter was young. So it's kind of like the rules that you would just, just like basically have in your house. Like, well, she was six at the time. Right. But like, I think what makes us different from others is that when you say just like I use clinical terms, when you say like, oh, yeah, we just had like the same rules. That doesn't happen. No, I know. Like that's ever. that's kind of what that's like what I'm getting into. Like that was like that's like a rare thing for us to just like have agreements on what we think is best at both places. So I right. feel like when we get into it, it's more like there's complete opposite ends of the spectrum in a lot of cases, if there's any spectrum at all. So there may be like Mad Max, uh, Thunderdome on one end, and then on the other side, it's like super strict, like everything's laid out really, really well. And there's kind of no in between. Yeah, like you were like the Thunderdome and I was really strict. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> you are now entering. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, we agreed on like, I think just, there were just like certain basic things that we kind of came that we kind of came together on, like bedtime, for instance. Always you know, been 830. Right. It's I mean, that was always a thing before we split. After we split. I felt like it was still a thing. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like it was, I feel like sometimes I feel like you would dial it back sometimes. Like if you would be like, no, no, no. Bedtime's at eight. <laughs> Seven thirty. Bedtime, yeah. Bedtime's at eight. Like just to be like, <laughs> I'm so too late. fucking stressed. Like <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to bed. You are going to bed now. It's mom. It's six thirty. I don't care. <laughs> like <laughs> it's still light it's out. Still light outside. <laughs> Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's difficult in a lot of situations. Like you were saying, like if there's this, the quote unquote estranged, is it a strange parent or a strange child? No. Well, like I like to explain it in terms of, I tell the parents that are, that are in there for reunification. I say it would be the, like the child will come in and be like, well, mom doesn't do this or dad doesn't do this. And that's why they suck. And I'm like, listen, I tell, I tell the parents because I'm like, it's, you're all's problem that this is going on. Yeah. But like even in an intact family, it would be like if your kid comes to you and asks you for a car, you say no. They're gonna try to go to mom and ask right. for the car. Oh yeah, but that whole like splitting thing, it's like Yeah. Yeah. But when it happens to people who are divorced or separated and not getting along and not talking and they're trying to pin one against the other, they'll be like, oh, Yeah, you can have that car. You want a convertible? Yeah. Sure, great. And you know what? Dad sucks for not getting it for you. Because right. he didn't want to pay for this. You think he wanted to pay for this? No, he didn't want to pay for this. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> the same things that happen. And I think I feel like So the so the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Or it does and the, it's doing but, it on purpose. But the right hand also hates the left hand. Right. Exactly. Okay. So they're just like all right. over the place. Okay. But um yeah, and I think that's what's hard too. It's like when you're not getting along and you have different rules at different houses, it just makes the child's life so unstable and unpredictable. And then, but then, you know, they catch on just like they would in an intact family. So yeah. they use it to their advantage. They're like, well, F this, you know, if mom and dad aren't going to get along, I might as well like get some extra shit out of this deal. Right. So, and then before you know it, you know, one parent might be alienated from the other or bedtime at dad's house is 10 o'clock yeah exactly yeah yeah well i don't give a shit when bedtime is at dad's house you're going to bed at 6 30 now <laughs> you got all those extra hours at dad's fine you're going to bed now <laughs> yeah yeah so uh what else what else was there i mean like bedtime was always like which i feel like is a relatively benign argument like yeah i think another thing that parents will argue about is electronics like screen time actually having like a phone or an ipad yeah. and like what age to get it yeah. um 
and if they're gonna have it at mom or dad's house like that's a big thing too yeah. and then there's like parents that will say well you can have a phone or an ipad but you can't have it at the other parent's house yeah um, i feel like there's a ton of layers to that yeah and i mean I, that's something that we argued about because <laughs> your ipad uh you got Sophie an iPad for Christmas, or your parents did. I, I got an iPad for Christmas. Okay, yeah, right. So we just so happened to disagree that our kid should have an iPad. And then um, Jess happened to get one for Christmas that same year. Yeah. That we were separated and really hot in the divorce. Was it? Oh, yeah. I feel like it was I feel like it was after that. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got an iPad. Like, I thought, you know, I was using it for, you know, just stuff that I wanted. I mean, stuff you use an iPad for, just, like, basic work stuff and all that. But our, I would let our daughter use it, like, you know, to play games and all this other just, like, little stuff, which I thought was pretty benign. Like, she would take it just, like, in the car. She would, like... Yeah, but that wasn't the point, what she was playing on it. The point was is that we had agreed that she was not going to have an iPad. Yeah, but she did. Because I'm... <laughs> yeah, exactly. She didn't. No, she did. <laughs> and I bet you can count on one hand how many times you use that thing. <laughs> I used it. I used it mm. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's your story and you're sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you used it to hide information from me. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. Mm-hmm. Well, we had agreed because, you know... From the time, from the time that she was born, I was very clear that I was overprotective. I do work in criminal court as well as in family court. I know what what's out there. I know that there is some sick people out there doing sick things, yeah. and I just am pretty conservative when it comes to children and electronics yeah because it's slippery slope no yeah i totally agree with you i mean that's why we were always still on the same page with the cell phone stuff and you know like why do 10 year olds need a cell phone i they i they, why i don't really feel i like don't they get do that all. um i and, mean i i get the whole thing like so i've had a lot of discussions about this with i think other parents like especially like when i see younger kids like playing on cell phones and stuff like that that are theirs, like not just like the parents, you know, cell phone or something like that. They're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, they like TikTok or, yeah, they like, you know, all these like other mm-hmm. apps or they have their own Instagram page or like, you know, there's like all this other stuff. And I'm like, like to me, that just I, I don't feel like that makes a lot of sense. I mean, so I, you know, I think the two of us are sort of on the same page with that. I know, Thank like, God. I know a lot of other parents out there are, you know, they think really differently about that. I think I really would take you into court for something like that. <laughs> and I think there, I, I, I for sure, I think I would, I, I would do something. I, I want to hear your, I want to hear your take on this. Not, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to caveat this with that. I am no in way, shape, any, any way, shape, or form, balking on the cell phone issue. But there, were <laughs> you some, heard it here, folks. Yeah, but there were some, <laughs> there were some like things that like parents would bring up that were like, you know, they would set their family sharing uh, stuff, so they would like set the what the kids could have access to and like they could monitor what they were actually accessing but you know it was like well they're gonna have to get used to this environment like this technological environment anyway you know like i think I'm, that's an excuse and i think be. i think I, it is an excuse and some i feel bad like some of my friends have a very different perspective than me and i respect that opinion i just don't agree with it yeah because and especially when parents like 
I even say this, especially when parents don't get along, they're so quick to be like, all right, we'll give yeah. seven-year-old Susie a cell phone so that mother shall not contact father, you know, parent one shall not contact parent two, you shall directly contact the child. Listen, this seven-year-old did not ask for the responsibility yeah. of having a cell phone so that their parent, why don't y'all get along so that you can put your child on the phone and not have World War Three over a missed FaceTime call? Right. Give me a break, right. okay? Y'all can't act like yeah. normal so that kid, you can call kid or FaceTime kid and be like, hey, like this really cool thing happened while we were, you know, doing X, Y, and Z when they were in my custody. Yeah. Like a child does not need to have a cell phone. I feel like... It's like another level of responsibility that you place on the child just because you two couldn't be grownups. Right. And if they want one for like apps or screen time purposes, it's like, I get it. Every It's cool. No, it's not. It's unnecessary. Like nothing good can happen. I'm waving my finger right now. You can't There's see me. There's a lot of hand pushing <laughs> going on on this end. Like, <laughs> I feel very... Somebody's passionate about it. I feel very passionate about this subject. I just feel like there's so many there's so many more bad things that outweigh the good in younger children having cell phones specifically because like I don't care if you can track them, I don't care if you can like shut down an app. There are so many more smarter, deviant people in this world that probative value of it isn't So you think it's a yeah, you think it's a higher a higher likelihood that something bad will happen than it actually be a good thing for them? Yeah. I like okay, so if you wanna watch TikTok or you wanna just then download it on your cell phone, your parents' cell phone and they monitor it. Like our kid wanted to watch TikTok in the worst way and she wasn't allowed on it. I would not allow her on it. All her other friends were allowed on it. And over quarantine, I said, okay, you can sit here and watch it with me. So if there was like an inappropriate video, then I would scroll past it. Yeah. But I don't need my 10-year-old coming to me and being like, mommy, what's a blowjob? Or like, mommy, what's this? <laughs> like, I don't need that in my world right now. <laughs> like, if I can avoid that for a mommy, few more what's years. This, what's this WAP song? What yeah. does WAP stand well, for? Why is somebody humping the floor, mommy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I think like... Yes, I think the negatives outweigh the positives. Yeah. And like something else to think about too is if you introduce the cell phone to the child and then they don't have it, that is just like one more thing to be anxious about. Like, what am I missing Ooh, out on? So you're introducing FOMO. Yes, like way too early. I already have FOMO. Like, you don't need to do it. <laughs> like, like, ten. Where's my cell phone? Oh my god, I can't find my cell phone. What if I miss the newest TikTok video or like Instagram? And going off that, it's also like why are our kids on social media already? Well, yeah, I feel like, I, and my big thing was, is, you know, I want her to be able to interact socially with friends without having to rely on something technological to be able to meet, like, you know, provide that bond. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, learn how to hang out with your friends, learn mm -hmm. how to be just yourself, learn how to do things on your own without having to rely on something doing it for you, like becoming reliant on that technology. I do it. I don't know if you do it, but I, we, I always do like the, the, you know, like the same thing our parents used to do, like the old man move. It's like, we used to go out and play in the streets <laughs> till the, you know, and all of exactly. our friends would come over and we didn't need these cell phones. These. And meanwhile, she looks at me and she's like, mom, we live in an apartment building. Like there are no streets to like play on. Yeah, and if I do, right. it'll be in like traffic. Right. So yeah. mom, I mean, we do, we do live in, we do live in an <laughs> urban area. So it's not like she can just go running, running through the streets with her friends. I think like a really good example that we saw was when, uh, she had like a big sleepover party, um, right yeah. before COVID happened. Yeah. It literally, there was probably eight, 
eight girls. Roughly. I think eight, Somewhere eight or nine. Right. But the the um the side they were like split literally half and half. So half the girls were allowed to have electronics and the other half weren't in right. their households. Right. The half that didn't, that included our daughter, they they felt like left out. Like they felt like because the other yeah. girls were like on their phones and on their iPads and they were doing like TikTok videos and stuff. And the other girls were kind of like, well, you know, yeah, I can't. it was. Yeah, so. it, there was a definite divide. Like mm-hmm. you, could, you could definitely tell that even socially with the two groups, you know, they just if they if they weren't doing it on the cell phones, if they weren't like, you know, taking pictures of each other or recording dances or things like that, then it was like we don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. And that goes to your point. Like they need to be able to. I agree. Like they should like form those relationships and like be able to do stuff old school. And I know it's hard and I don't want to be one of those outdated people. However, I, I want her to have those social skills because right. you know, you're not, you shouldn't be, I think as, as humans, like we're too connected, like we're over connected ever. Like yeah. a lot of people acknowledge that like we're in our phones for work. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. Like I'm constantly on my texts. I'm constantly on my emails. Like it, there's an overabundance of access. Absolutely. Yeah. And so and whenever that happened at the sleepover, we had we had like a cutoff time yeah. that we said, okay, everybody has to put their electronics away at eight. You guys are going to do like something else. And everything went really well. Yeah, but it was like a, like, it was even still like, they were like trying to sneak in to get their phones <laughs> even after the cutoff. Like it was like, you know, like just leave it be like, you don't need yeah. that. But it was right. like, no, I do. Like I have to, I have to be able to do, I have to have this device yeah. to be able to get me through what I need to do. And some uh, kids I think have an issue where it increases their anxiety. I feel like if they don't have that access and then you kind of, you know, they, it's almost like having like a teddy bear, I guess, or something like that. I'm, or like a blankie, I right. guess, or something like that. Like if you, if you have it and you are constantly relying on it, and then all of a sudden it's like not there, the anxiety goes through the roof. Right. Uh, that's not a bad thing. It's just like if the, if the child has a lot of anxiety for whatever reason, but that's also not the way to like solve it, I guess. Yeah. And I think like kind of for me, the overarching theme is that co-parents need to be on the same page with these things, like yeah. instead of using it against the other parent. Right. And so coming to a consensus on it right. is, is the best thing to do that happens. Obviously five percent of the time but um (laughs) (laughs) and then they come to me and they're like the judge is like go figure out co-parenting right broccoli issue right yeah it's broccoli so my hard fast rule is like you guys need to be able to figure this out you guys are the parents like just figure it out um yeah but i mean you say that and it's like I mean, I help them through it. Well, obviously, but, but like, I mean, like, it's, <laughs> but it is, but it, I mean, it's one thing to say, just figure it out. It's another thing to, and I always go back. I always, you know, I try to remember how I felt in that situation, like when we really weren't getting along and like mm. what was going through my mind. And it's just like you said, like your, and this is like really kind of hard for me to say because I feel like it, it's kind of, it's a really jerk move, but like your number one thing is to kind of be a little bit spiteful with it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's tough to reflect on that. And then if you're in the situation and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be their bigger person Mm -hmm. and kind of let, if the FaceTime call goes beyond 
15 minutes, oh, like no. I'm not going to make mm-hmm. that a deal. Or it's if a the, contempt issue. Or if the, yeah, if, <laughs> if the FaceTime call doesn't happen exactly at 7 p.m., like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, nope, deny. We definitely did that. We did that a lot, yeah. A I, lot. I, 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 I When definitely... we were like in the throes of it, yeah. Um, there was definitely like, you are three minutes late, where are you? Yeah. There was... Um, Why aren't you... you answering the phone? It's 7 o'clock. Right. Why uh, are you planning on calling you back? Yeah. Yeah. Or like I would send you screenshots of, of a missed FaceTime call and be like, if you don't call me back, you will face death immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and I would make sure my face looked like really nice and like angelic. And then it would be like, call me back. Uh, most spiteful move. <laughs> yeah. But like that definitely comes up a lot. And I'll see it in different facets, right? So, like, there will be co-parents that are like, no, we don't we don't need a 7 to 7.30 time in our order. But then two weeks later, they'll be like, you didn't call me. I said, I told you all to put a specific time in your order. Yeah. And you didn't want to listen to me. And they're yeah. like, well, maybe we time. I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> so, you know, it's different for different people. But, again, if you're getting along, like, and I, I try to really, like, just nail into the client's head – like, if you get along and you are not being spiteful, you get to see your kid more. You'll get to see more of what your kid does. Yeah. If Jess and I, if we weren't getting along, then I would miss out on so many videos, so many pictures, like, so so much of what she does when she's with you. Right. Like... 50% of what... Exactly. Of, what, of her life, really. Yeah. And, like, when we weren't getting along, I still... I. I suggested, like, an, a shared album on the iPhone. Yeah. And we did that for a while. Yeah. Um, Although self-admitted, I'm like, oh my god, I used to get so pissed at you. (laughs) I was like, you're doing it on purpose, and you're like, no, I'm not. Like I I was, like my. (laughs) Also, Jess's friends on Facebook and Instagram with my family and some of my friends. He has still not unblocked me from social media since we separated, but he remains friends with my family. So I would see pictures posted. Like, uh, like my dad would like like it, or my mom would like a picture, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? I was like, how are you still? I, so I would see these pictures happening. I'm like, you didn't put in the shared album, and I was like, why would you unfriend me, but just still keep my entire family? It's friends. It's principle. Well, principle. I, I'm not friends with anyone on Facebook that <laughs> belongs to you, but I see. But I would see a lot of stuff. Okay. And I, that's how I found it. And I was like, you didn't put in the shared album. I missed it. Why are you creeping on me? I'm not creeping on me. Stop creeping on me. Oh, I definitely. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I've never talked about this. You probably don't even remember this. But there was one time. This, this might be. <laughs> we'll see what happens here. <laughs> I got like, this was at, this is before you blocked me, but you had unfriend. We had unfriended each other on social media. Like we both did like immediately. That was like the smart thing to do. <laughs> still the smart thing to do I'm, yeah you okay, haven't whatever. <laughs> I, I can't send you memes and that pisses me off so again the smart um, thing to do i remember being at the gas station i got in my car and it was like doc sal added you on instagram and i was like oh, and then i looked and I, it was gone i was like oh he pressed that by mistake i was uh, like he was on my profile and he pressed that follow button by mistake he was I trying did. to click on something else <laughs> i don't i don't remember that <laughs> yeah i remember Whoops. did you get like the notification oh, on like yeah. your lock screen 
And I was like, oh, he's creeping on me. All right. Well, caught. I guess I was creeping. <laughs> and then I think you blocked me after that. Goodbye. <laughs> after, like, you did it accidentally. You're like, never again. Never again. <laughs> I was just catfishing you because I knew that was going to be your response. Oh, he likes me again. <laughs> Block. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the worst. Game over. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, I yeah, I try to encourage, like, co-parents, you know, on one hand, I say, like, um, parents will get really bent out of shape if they don't talk to their kid every single day. I have a hard, fast rule. Like, exchange days, if you're fighting and not getting along, you don't need to talk to your kid on the same day that you exchange. Like, you just saw your kid that morning. Like, there's no need. Oh, yeah, you don't need to go, like, give them to the other parent and then, like, immediately turn around and FaceTime them. Right. Right. <laughs> like, they need to enjoy their time with the other parent. Yeah. And, and also understand that... Even though you're still a family, you're separate families now, and like really kind of build those boundaries. So, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I that's okay. Know, like, I, I now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just gonna Thank ask, you, like, I, sorry, I was just gonna like, I wanted to find out, like, where you think that stems from with people, like, when, like, the immediate turnaround to want to, like, so, like, you drop your kid off with your co-parent, and like, you immediately turn around and and want to talk to the child again. I think most times it's like. Maybe not immediate, but it's that night because you drop them off in the morning. And I, I would say there's like noticeable, like a few themes. So like number one, it's really hard to go from seeing your kid all of the time to not seeing them a hundred percent of the time. I think especially for moms, it's, it's even a little bit harder. Uh, and that's not to stereotype. It's just, that's, that's the trend that, that I see. Yeah. And then. Another one is really, I mean, it's kind of like controlling, like they want to kind of the other one of them is kind of benign and the other one is kind of um, it's got malice behind it. And I think that is more of the like wanting to control the time with the other co-parent. They just, just say, wanna, hey, here's my face, though. Yeah. They yeah. just want to like take up the time or mm. they like, you know, they got something they got to say to the kid and they want the other co-parent to know. And so I think you have to look at it in totality, but understand like. Each parent deserves that time with their child if you're not getting along. If you're getting along, again, you get to spend a lot more time together. You yeah. get to see your kid, de- I mean, with your kid, not the other co-parent. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't go to brunch if, like, not there. No, yeah. I can probably name on one hand the time that you and I have hung out when wasn't there. Yeah, half a hand. <laughs> 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 no hand but yeah I, def- I definitely agree with the fact that if you if you are like more interactive if you're in a good place you're definitely going to have more access to what's going on and you're not going to have to rely so much it makes the whole facetime call exchange call issue almost like a more of a non-issue yeah you're not like hawking the, the facetime like right. what are they gonna say you're not creeping you're not yeah. Yeah. You're not like hanging out in the background, like as, as the kids talking to the other parent oh, and yeah. like, you know, I was like, who's there throwing hand signals and who's you know, like whatever else. Bad signals. <laughs> I don't really remember, but are there any rules that we just like didn't come to terms on or that we didn't agree on or that? Yeah. We originally said that our kid was never going to go to a school. Shannon, Shannon always knows where the, <laughs> where the deficits were. <laughs> <laughs> yes i don't remember 3rd, but here's what here's what actually happened <laughs> at 12 14 p.m yeah we had always agreed before separation that you know our kid was not going to sleep over other people's houses 
it's kind of like a hard fast rule we came up with it together oh yeah and then as soon as we separated i think like that night you took her to somebody's house for a what, sleepover. Was it right? no, no it was not it was literally though it was it was it was within like a week or something i, uh, I don't uh, <laughs> i think it was like while we were in the process of separating oh okay yeah but we were not getting along yeah I think a lot of it had to do too was there was just so much splitting of friends and so much like behind the scenes bullshit that we were dealing with that yeah. I just I on top of the fact that we had already agreed on no sleepovers it was also like I didn't really trust the people that she was around yeah so I, and I guess on my end it was just kind of like a I, at the time I was like I don't care what you say this is of what course. I'm gonna do yeah oh, yeah but uh yeah I've seen the messages <laughs> since then what <laughs> oh 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 <laughs> Back. show us the emails <laughs> but uh yeah i mean you know that that was that's the move like you know uh, we're splitting up so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna buy her an ipad i'm gonna send her to a sleepover i'm gonna get her a cell phone no there's no cell phone but no. i'm gonna do everything i'm gonna let her get candy out of the back of a truck i definitely okay? <laughs> I definitely, I definitely <laughs> was like oh yeah here's the candy here's the candy also go nuts yeah. oh you're going to your mom's tonight here you go here's yeah. six bars of chocolate yeah <laughs> have at it kid exactly yeah but sleepovers were definitely something and honestly like i i felt very strongly about it not as much as the electronics but then once um kind of once the band-aid was off i was like well there's no going back now yeah it's kind of like losing your virginity <laughs> you can't really go back on it once it's gone I guess. so <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was done but i think like in terms of parents being able to come to a, a compromise on things it really i mean the same thing that we talk about week after week i mean you really just have to talk to each other and you have to stop being so damn stubborn you can be stubborn or you can be happy yeah that's the thing. Right. No, you can be right or you can be happy. That's what I say. Wait, what movie was that on? And I heard it. And I, I was no like, idea. I say that all the time. I have no clue. What, what TV show was I watching yesterday? I don't know. Yeah, I do. I don't know. Was it Was it the, uh, oh, uh, you probably watched on The Blacklist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deep diving back into that. No, it was Full House. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. It was Full House. Blacklist came later in the day. <laughs> So many good lessons from that show. So many. <laughs> I, maybe, yes. maybe you should make that part of your co-parenting. <laughs> you have to watch Full House. Bring up, bring up old Full House episodes yes. and show those like the end scene monologues, like where Danny Tanner's like you know given the lesson, the life lesson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because our kid like is really into. She's watched all of the seasons of full house and fuller house and then at the end of the day yesterday we watched the last episode of full house and we were like oh we gotta watch the first episode of the first season of fuller house like right after it so lessons in co-parenting through television yeah exactly <laughs> weren't we just trying to get away from technology like i know that? wow bad example <laughs> full circle just except for whenever your parent just wants to lay on the couch all day oh, then it's that, a, then it's that, acceptable is that what zone you're yeah in? like parent uh, supervision uh, yeah <laughs> Television supervision. You mean. Television supervision. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Right. Um, you okay? You good? I'm. I'm. I don't. I'm unwell. <laughs> um. So. Um. But yeah, I can't, um, I'm trying to think of like other things where we just like came at it from two totally opposite sides of the spectrum, and we just. I know we've had so many fights in the kitchen and. <laughs> I get the kitchen and the driveway are like the two places we fight the most. Yeah. Aside from just being like on two different sides of an issue 
it's a matter of obviously coming together and like figuring that out. But I think what ends up happening is if, if you end up staying on two different <clears throat> sides of that issue, the child or children then end up knowing how to, I think, manipulate those two sides of the issue. And I know, <laughs> I know you've at least told me this story and I, I feel like you've shared it with other people, but it's like a child can tell one, one parent, one thing and tell the other parent another, a different story and then end up just like doing whatever they want. They could end up in Michigan. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's a really good example because another thing I like to tell co-parents and and I know I've said this to you before and you're like, okay, shut up. But when you don't, knee jerk, knee jerk reaction. Okay. And then you come around to it, but, (laughs) but whenever you disagree on, on minimal things that seem minimal, I, I like to give the example of like, whenever your kid becomes older and they tell one parent I'm going to a sleepover Mm -hmm. and another parent I'm going to a different sleepover. And then they're out like doing drugs or alcohol or something like you want to be able to call your co-parent and be like, Hey, so-and-so said this, that doesn't really sound right. And then you need to like squat up with that parent and go find your kid together. Right. Well, (laughs) Well, you at least need to be on the same page in terms of like, like need to be able to call them and say, this also speaks, I think to that whole like technology thing and access, you know, like, Obviously, when we grew up, there was like a lot less accessible technology, like none of this stuff really existed. But there was like the caller ID, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, now when children have exposure to like computers and TikTok and Instagram and all these other things, like there's new there's new boundaries that you need to, I guess, as parents be aware of. And just know, like, I guess, what kind of access they have where they can manipulate that Mm -hmm. to take advantage of what's happening between the two of between the parents. Right. And I wouldn't even know like where to start with that, but I mean, it's just it's a, something to pay attention to. Wait, what do you mean start where? Like I like I wouldn't even know like how they would, you know, be able to manipulate technology now to to do something like that like where one person wouldn't know where the other person was or like I feel like as parents too, we also have a lot more access to, you know, being able to communicate parent to parent mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, like how are the girls? Like what's going on there?" or right. you know, like be able to kind of communicate what's happening where well, before it wasn't it wasn't like a thing like you got the the notification on the caller id oh she's at so-and-so's uh-huh. house when really she's i used to so what you're referring to is i used to tell my parents that i was going to my best friend danielle's house and but really you just wanted to do hood ratchet she, with your friends and she would meet me in the garage because she had a phone in her a landline in her garage and so I would call from her landline, so my parents thought I was there, and it showed up on the caller ID, and then we would go do whatever we wanted. Or what was even worse is that with caller ID, I would call my friend, and she would, and then she would dial my house phone from her landline at home, so that her number still showed up on the caller ID, and then I could go do hood rat shit with my friends. <laughs> Yeah, I was a challenging uh, teenager. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, but you knew how to do that and you knew how yeah. to kind of manipulate that system. And I feel like, yeah, if if, if you can't come together on... But my on... parents jointly penalized me. They weren't quite divorced yet. And I think the thing that often happens in couples that are separated or divorced and that would happen is they would blame 
the parent that had custody at that time. Yeah. Oh my God, you let so and so do drugs. You let this happen. Oh, you are the worst ever. When really it's the kid, and you're not like yeah. you're so you have so much venom to spew at the other co-parent. Court order. Court order. Yes. Court order. Contempt. Contempt. Emergency. Emergency. And it's like it's R.I.P. Like, to your weekend. R.I.P. to your lawyer's weekend. And it's like no, you just you have to like nobody. Everybody's so busy looking at the other one that they're not looking at the kid, and the kid's just there with like yeah, the kid's like. <laughs> <laughs> Suckers. Nailed it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's 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 like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they know maybe from an early age, like how to either like utilize that technology to to do that, then it's even it's even a harder battle to fight. Yeah, and I think if you another thing that you aren't can or can't be on the same pages is discipline. I think that is a really yeah. big thing because yeah. if you and your co-parent are angry at each other or you're just not on the same page or you don't talk anything other than you two getting along could potentially end up in cyf involvement contempt or court right and none of those is good on any level because it's like okay well what if one parent um i don't know what if one parent spanks the kids i mean i i don't tell people how to parent yeah obviously like in the app, like, I don't tell people to abuse their children, right. but like, there's a threshold yeah. and, um, and the other parent isn't on board with, with corporal punishment. Yeah. Then, you know, that creates a lot of issues. Well, I mean, there's rifts if you're, if you're not on the same page with anything. Right. No, I a hundred percent agree. That's just like the easiest yeah. example to think yeah. of. Yeah. Or if, um, you know, one parent takes the child's like cell phone then the other parents like well then they don't have access to call me on some level i think some parents think that they're like the other parent is not punishing them enough but all, almost like rewarding their behavior well yeah and that's the other thing that you mm-hmm. see absolutely like uh, you need to back each other up yeah if your kid like especially with custody and visitation yeah the question i think a lot of attorneys and and a lot of the judges will ask like well what am i supposed to do tell this parent that they have to forcibly put the kid in the car and i'm like yeah like, I mean, you're not going to like beat the crap out of a kid, but it's like, you know, I don't want to go with that. I don't want to go with mom, you know, and it's like, no, you're going. Yeah. And when the parent that has the child isn't reinforcing the other parent's role and everything, yeah. that is where a ton of issues come up. Well, there's just like no control. Right. right. Yeah. I, I feel like you're just like reinforcing bad behaviors when you're, when you're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And so like you need to be on the same page with each other in terms of discipline. You need to understand where the other parent is in terms of what type of discipline. And you also need to kind of talk about how the child like shouldn't be in charge. Right. Cause I mean, you, you're, you don't want to relinquish your own control of like how they act in certain situations. Cause they feel like if they can get away with it with one parent, they're going to be able to get away with it with the other parent. And then if one person's reinforcing or, you know, like, disciplining one way and then the other one's not right then the you know there's just all this confusion so the child's just gonna i feel like the child's just gonna act out i guess that depends on the age but you know oh no they did yeah yeah it just looks different so like psychologists know that the biggest predictor of mental health issues and like behavioral challenges is parental conflict post-separation whoa 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 Okay. You, you went like you, the switch click okay. and you went into like immediate clinical mode. And then like everybody was like, I don't understand. So like, like the biggest predictor of children and adolescents having issues. Yeah. They got issues. Yeah. 
the biggest predictor of that is post-separation conflict between the parents. So the more uh, conflict there is between the parents after they separate, yeah. the more statistically, the more, likely. the more likely children and adolescents are to have mental health issues, behavioral issues, emotional issues. And what's more So you up, have to act right so your kids act right. Exactly. All right. And what's more messed up is that so girls, we call it a sleeper effect, which is really scary. So okay. like, yeah, it sounds scary, right? <laughs> so like if girls are, are younger, yeah. when, when the separation happens and there's conflict, they will basically like hibernate. And then all of a sudden you'll see an adolescent that's like promiscuous or like trying drugs and like having relational issues with other people. Uh-oh. But boys act out right away. They just start like flailing around and just- So like, do we, so do we need to be worried? Acting great. Oh God. And do we have a sleeper on our hands? Oh my God. Why would you say that? Now I'm so anxious. <laughs> we didn't have like con- a lot of like conflict in front of her post separation. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Maybe. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. like conflict that obviously is in front of the child. Over in the, front of the child. Yeah. Okay. The child can like see okay. and, and feel and yeah, yes. Is very aware of well, that. Well, I mean, I hope not, but I guess we'll see in another like, I don't know, <laughs> two to three years. Fingers crossed. <laughs> No, I think, I think you're absolutely right because, you know, the child, the more, the more like responsibility the child feels like they have to take on, the more anxious they're going to be. And I tell, I'll tell uh, teenagers when I work with them, I'm like, I'm so sorry that you feel like you have to be the adult in this situation. So it's more like responsibilities in terms of like what adults should be responsible for. A hundred percent. Not like, like, because, oh, so this was another thing, like, you know. Oh, chores. Chores Mm -hmm. and like, you know, how we would sort of, like what we would expect from her, make your bed, you know, brush your teeth. No, this was great. All these these other things. Uh, I was like, I, I said something to you about that i said something like i just had to make her lunch or blah blah, blah. She, and you're like she makes her lunch at my house i was like what yeah. and you're like yeah she makes her bed she empties the dishwasher and i turned and looked at our kid and i was like do you do all of these things at dad's house and she was like yep <laughs> i realized at that moment that our kid was the one she, who had duped she me, was playing you. which was so Big funny time. because I always was like, we thought I was going to be the strict one yeah. this whole time. And it turns out I had divorce guilt, like real bad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no chores. Candy for breakfast. Candy for breakfast. I'll make your bed, honey. You don't have to. Like, yeah. I'm like running around trying to like do all this shit. And but, meanwhile, but, it's, like, but it's like you said, you, you felt like you had divorce guilt. I think your thought process was, I don't want her to feel like she has to be the adult. Yes, that was exactly it. Like, I was like, if Jess, if Jess and I were still together, would she be responsible for these things? Right. And a lot of them, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I But feel at the like, same time, I'm like, I, I was like. Since I, we discussed, <laughs> what should her chores be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, yeah, that was something we had to talk about. Because I was like, I don't want her to feel responsible for these things yeah like, i will clean your room i will do this and i was like wait a minute it's like normal kids have to do this right yeah as in a, it's not like she's taking on an adult role right. or an adult responsibility doing that it's just life skills right absolutely so i guess that's the big that's the other big you know line you have to draw is what are adult responsibilities and what are just life skills yeah and i think i think you like sometimes turn around one day and you're like oh my god I was just manipulated by a 10 year old. <laughs> like shit. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, I mean, I think all those things are really important to be on the same page with your co-parent with, especially the discipline. And I think especially the custody exchanges and going with the other parent. Um, I think that's going to alleviate a lot of court related issues. It's going to be a much better example for the child. 
And it's going to cause a lot less stress in your life. I got really good advice from a seasoned family law attorney early on when I first opened my practice. And he said, if the, if the two minutes that you do a custody exchange is just have a great time with mom or have a great time with dad and nothing else and there's no animosity, he said it would be so much easier. He's like, but that is where it ha- Why are you looking at me like that? You were laughing and holding it like you're like you're holding it a fart. Like what? <laughs> that is like that custody exchange is like the worst time. <laughs> Have a great time with dad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he said that was really good advice. Like that two minutes is like if you can just encourage the child or children to go with the other parent. Right. Be nice about it. And that's it. Yeah. Have a great time. Enjoy your time. Don't light yourselves on fire. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Rules to live by. Right. I mean, that's those. That's my thought. <laughs> right. Right. Or or you just, in, if you're on my end, you just involve a third party to make it. <laughs> God, I hated it so much. I'm like, really? You need a third party here? All I wanted to do is give you middle fingers the whole time. Driveway but I didn't. Issues. I didn't. Driveway issues. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's like the overall message, like you being on the same page with one another, especially especially on discipline and like custody exchanges. Just go with the other parent. Don't allow the child to do things to manipulate the other parent. Don't record Don't record each other. Oh, you did yeah. that, too. And that sucked. Yeah. You did a lot of shit. Yeah. This is really this is really bringing up a lot of shit. Sorry. <laughs> you mad, bro. Not anymore, but I mean, these are these are all things I do not recommend. Yeah, don't yeah, don't do that. Don't, it's not nice. <laughs> don't, it's not nice. <laughs> just be nice. Just be nice. <laughs> Everybody be nice. Right. But I, I guess in playing my own devil's advocate, like you know, you always we always went back to you always feel like you have to protect yourself. Yeah. But when you when you do that and you create that that gap, then you're not really protecting yourself. You're just creating animosity and then you're left with these same issues anyway. And the child, my, my biggest issue with it was always like, then the child sees that like, Oh, should I be scared of parent? Right. You know, and why are they doing this? And do I need to be scared of parent? Right. And so then it just starts creating this whole other. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole other just unnecessary whole other podcast. So like, all right, discipline together. Yeah monitor like screen time together just basically agree on everything together i mean i think that you know that's so easy right oh yeah super easy (laughs) super easy (laughs) i think there just there just have to be i think there has to be some sort of like ground rules like i I, if you don't agree on anything between the two of you like if if the parents maybe like top five like ground rules uh so like you know discipline is one. I don't think that's like a ground rule, but I think that's just an agreement that you have to have between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, ground rules, simple things, bedtime exchanges, chores, chores, uh, phone calls. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. So, I mean, I, it's I, only I, four. Oh, well, four, four is enough. I yeah, make, like a, make up a fifth <laughs> one. I don't like even numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. And sleep, if you, sleepovers. Maybe ah, that's it. There Maybe you that's go. See? Fifth one. There we yeah. go. Yeah. If you can, if you can come to basic agreements on things, so just stick to it. I think in the sense that, you know, there's not like a, then it doesn't become a problem of if you don't do it, we're going to court. Right. Or, or you're in contempt. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So there's like, and the child is happier. Yeah. And guess what? You're going to be happier. Right. The parents are going to be happier. Right. 
Everybody's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be so happy. Oh. I think we did it again. We solved co-parenting. We did. We nailed it. Good job. Rules is rules. Rules is rules. Um, so don't forget to, I always forget this. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify. No. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Um, and follow us on Instagram at umadbropgh. Yep. Um, and please send us your questions or send us some great email exchanges and we'll de-identify them and read them on air at umadbropgh uh, at gmail.com. And follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. You're always hating on the Facebook. I'm right? not hating on it. There's just got to be more content on it. There it does. <laughs> it's not wrong. All right, guys. Have a good week. All right. Bye. Bye.